You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 5. This, this came, the Lord's kind of doing this, I've told you this, just because this is a, uh, he has a desire to whisper this this morning, doesn't mean that the urgency is gone of it this morning. He's, he brought me this word last Sunday night as we're sitting in here praying, and he's, that's kind of the trend. Um, over the last few weeks, he, he gives these words in that time of intercession. And what he said to me, is that there, has, there is a gift that we've not fully recognized and unlocked. We've, we've got a gift. I've given you a gift, but we've read about it. And it's one of those things that was personal for me. And I tell you this, he brings these words to correct something in me first or to make me aware of something first before I bring it. It was something I looked at this passage and I read 2 Corinthians 5 and I looked at him like, man, I have not ever considered what this passage is actually saying in the fullness of what it is. Jesus came and gave his life that we would be given this ministry. Jesus laid the foundation. He gave us the example of what this ministry is to be. And that is the ministry of our lives is the ministry of reconciliation. It's like we read about it and we talk about it and we can say it like, hey, we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. Most of the time it's like, sweet. I don't really know what to do with it past that. But the Lord was just connecting dots for me and speaking powerfully through this passage. So we're going to start in verse 11. We're going to stop in verse 11 pretty immediately because there's just some profound words already in this. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But we, but what we are is known to God. I need you to hear that first before we continue. Your identity the foundations of who you are, every fiber of your being is known by God. That is who you are. You are known. And that's important to know before we move on. We are known by Him. What an amazing thing. And I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. The love of Christ. The Lord just stopped me right there. He's like, do you not recognize that you say Jesus is perfect theology. You've got to stop right there. We've got to recognize the love of Christ. Everything Jesus did was motivated by compassion. Every miracle, every place when he found himself where someone was in need, he ran to that need because he had compassion on that person in that place. The love of Christ, that is what sends us to battle, and that is to be our driving force. That gets to be our driving force. He is perfect theology, And so we get to rest with that and we get to allow that to navigate us, to be our compass. He is our driving force. Jesus, always moving from a place of compassion. Praise God. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him 
who for their sake died and was raised. That one hit me pretty hard. Just looking at that, and I started thinking about all the things that I, all the things that I could be doing for the Lord, and I'm like, well, but I've got stuff that I want to do today. And, and the Lord forgets to consult with me first about what my schedule is. And sometimes that's the way we look at it, isn't it? We wake up and we're like, man, I've got, I'm going to do all this stuff today. And you walk out the door and the Lord's like, actually, no, we're not going to get any of that accomplished today. You're going to do this. Um, I've found that more so as pastor, I've recognized that desire to do what I want to do in this time because I'll have a plan and the Lord will just totally intersect that. Like, I'm going to go and I'm going to get this accomplished. So I've got to go to this one store in this town, over here, i got to go get this so I can do this. And I run into that store. There's someone that needs to talk. And it's like, okay, plan's derailed. Praise God. Praise God. Because he died, not that I could do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, but he died that this ministry of reconciliation would continue. And we've said this. Remember, this is one of the things I tricked you into signing. But if you believe that Christ is your Savior, and he has died for you, and you've received that, that it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. His life is not yours. It's his. So your days are not yours. They're his. Verse 16, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. What a gift to be trusted with. The ministry that Jesus came to give life to, we've been entrusted with it. He gave us this ministry. He entrusted us with it. Amen? But what I also want us to see in verse 19, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Christ was simply a vessel for the work of the Lord. Christ was simply a vessel. Christ was a vessel just as you and I are vessels. I need us to recognize that because there's, there tends to still be this separation from Christ in the life that we live, from the life he lived and the life that we get to live. Christ is perfect theology. Christ came to show you with the Spirit of God what you can live, what your life can look like. He came and He made a way for us to be a part of this and to, that we could also be counted as vessels as Christ was a vessel. Jesus was a vessel for the work of the Lord, and now we get to be vessels just as Jesus was. Verse 20, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. God making His appeal through us. You are important. You are significant. God makes his appeal to the world through you and through the life that you live. That's amazing. It's powerful. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to, he, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. How did Jesus... Reconcile the world to God was my next question. Okay, how? I, I don't want to just read it. I want to specifically, okay, Jesus did this, he established this, and now, okay, how do we do it? What is our job in this? If he's perfect theology and you've agreed to that, how do we, 
How do we walk in that? Well, he walked with the Holy Spirit. We know at the moment of baptism, he received the Holy Spirit. He received access into the entirety of the kingdom of heaven. He was adopted publicly as God's son with whom he was well pleased. And then he operated in the Spirit from those days on. He walked with the Spirit. Galatians 5, 25. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. That's how Jesus lived. Now go to John 15. The encouraging news is that He gave us the Holy Spirit as well. Verse 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of the truth who proceeds from the Father will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. But when the Helper comes, He has sent us the Helper. Everything that Jesus had, we have. Amen? That's awesome. We have the Spirit of God as well. You get to live, Galatians 5.25, you get to live that way. Now, continuing in John 15, just moving up into verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. We get to own this identity of a friend of God. We get to own the fact that he reveals things to his friends. He's revealing these things to us. And then we get to go out in the world from that place. As a friend to God. Firm in that identity. Known by God as a friend to God. Because Jesus has called us friends. We get to love the world like that. Now, chapter 5, verse 19. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. And greater works than these will He show Him so that you may marvel. We get this amazing opportunity through the Spirit of God. We get to see what the Father is doing because He loves us and He shows us. We're his children. And Jay, Jay taught it last week so wonderfully. And I don't know about you, but that that's teaching's been blowing my mind all week. God works in spirit first. He's a spiritual being. He works in the spirit first, and then the natural feels the effects of it. But he works in the spirit first. Right? I, I mean, that changed the way I, I think about everything. You know, like with healing, physical healing, praying for cancer to be gone. I've always wondered, why would God say no sometimes? Why, why would we pray and nothing happen? Because the Lord didn't want that to happen. Why, why would he not want healing? Like, man, I was looking at the natural. I was looking at what I could see and perceive. I never asked the Lord, what are you doing in the spirit right now? That this is not what needs to happen for this life. And then also at the same time, if we feel led to healing, praying healing for someone, okay, Lord, what are you trying to accomplish in the spirit right now? that the natural manifestation, the fruit of the Spirit, would be physical healing in this person's story. And it changed the way I look at everything. But it also made me recognize, man, I need eyes to see and ears to hear, not, not see what's around me, because we can get caught up in the chaos of today very easily. Like, oh, man, I've like removed myself from social media just because everything is not nice. The world, like it's all news it's all negative. You don't really know what is act, 
accurate, what is not. And it's just like, that's what they want. Everybody wants that. Everybody's like feeding into that. It's like, okay, I can't do that. That's, that's stealing my peace. But Lord, what are you doing in the spirit? Because we can get so caught up as Peter did with the wind and the waves and begin to sink. Because we lost our sight of Jesus. Got to be fixated on Jesus. So what are you doing in the spirit? We get the, the gift. We get the opportunity to be able to answer that question. Of what are you doing in the spirit right now? And he'll show us. Because you are sons and daughters and he loves you. And he wants to reveal these things to you. That you could walk in perfect accordance to his will. To his purpose for your life and the lives of those around you. We get access to the heart of the father. And he has shown us how to reconcile this community back to himself. He has shown us what the world desperately needs. Not just our community, because I love this truth about our church, but this is not just a sundown-based church. We have a building here and we meet here, but there are so many that are not from sundown. I love it. Because the Lord is speaking this. When I say community, I'm not talking about sundown only. I'm talking about the West Texas community. He is speaking to West Texas. And now I know, because we've got live stream and this is really cool, but now he's, he's speaking these words across the world. This word is coming in across the world. This is what he's doing and what the world desperately needs is to know the heart of the Father and how he's chosen to show us that it's through his kindness. He's told us that. We've accepted that. Again, you've, you've already said yes, so we're in it now. Okay? We're in it. He has said, he has said that he will establish his kingdom. He will build his kingdom. He said last week, if we, if we want to build it, then build it. If you want to establish the kingdom of heaven, then sons and daughters walk out in authority and establish the kingdom of heaven. But how specifically is in John 5, 19 through 20, how is that true for us? It's because he's revealing to us to move in kindness. Amen. He's chosen that. And he's chosen us to be the vessels of that. What a gift this ministry is. The Lord is just showing me this package sitting in our hands and we've started to unwrap it. And we can see what's inside of it to it, like a glimpse of it. Like, I don't know, my kids are more interested in the tearing off of the wrapping paper than what the contents actually are. Like, they're ready to just destroy something because they're boys and they're good at it. And it's like, sweet, I get to do this and no one's going to get mad. But then they destroy it for a second, and then they're like, okay, next present, please. And they, they hadn't even looked at the contents. And so we have to, like, help them, like, let's finish. And then they get really excited at the contents, but they don't want anything to do with it at first. I have to reintroduce it to them. But that's what the Lord has shown me. We've started to unwrap it. We've seen it, a glimpse of it. We've put it to the side. We're ready for the next thing. We've not gotten to fully understand what this is. I'm just, I'm blown away. He keeps saying this. Jesus came to build this ministry to then give it to you. Wow. It's amazing. And he gave us all the tools that we need. It was necessary for him to leave that the helper could come. The same helper that helped him build this ministry. The same helper that laid the foundations of the ministry of reconciliation was now given to us. That we could walk and fullness, and continue building the ministry of Jesus. You know, in all this process and transition, uh, 
with me and Randy, the Lord made it so clear that there would be no steps back, only steps forward. But that's, that's what's necessary in the building of this ministry of reconciliation. The Lord will not allow for steps back. What is a step back in the ministry of reconciliation? To try to pull the world away from God himself. It's the opposite of it. He has called us into the ministry of reconciliation, bringing the, word back, bringing the world back, uh, back to the Father, bringing creation back, introducing them back to what they were created for in fullness. No steps back, only steps forward. And he showed us this morning in this whisper that we can receive it and we can step into a new degree of glory this morning. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and there is freedom here to step into the newness of what God has received the fullness of this whisper this morning. Unwrap the gift. I believe right now the Lord has shown you places in your work. I don't know why he's, he's just saying work specifically, but there are places in your work where he has sent you to bring the ministry of reconciliation. Specifically, I don't, he's saying work. That's for somebody this morning. There's a, there's a workplace relationship where he has sent you to establish the ministry of reconciliation because he's jealous for that heart and he wants them reconciled back to himself. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.